It's too early, episode 12. Happy New Year's. And we're back. It's Brie. She's <laughs> Happy <Nelly>. New Year's. <laughs> it's Imani. <laughs> it's Naya. And today, our topic is when I grow up. So we're talking all things marriage, no marriage, kids, how we're raising our kids, all that there. And we're going to start with our honesty moment. Okay. I, I... <laughs> That's what we doing in church. What? Wait, no, no, no. We gotta go back. We gotta start with updates. We haven't recorded in a long time. Um, it's been a long time since we've sat at our little table. Um, so who wants to go first? Updates. I'm trying to think if I have any. We haven't Girl, talked you since. Got I don't know. We I haven't talked like... since like de- mid December. <laughs> right. I, I, I feel like you know my life has just been. The same since we recorded. Nothing new. What have you been working on in this new year right. so far? Or how was your Christmas? How oh, was yeah. New year? My Christmas was good. Um, <laughs> you know, did a little brunch situation with my mom in the morning. Um, then I went to my dad's house for dinner. Um, oh, yeah, my nephew got like a little Jeep, so, you know, he riding and stunting. <laughs> riding <laughs> in the parking lot, that thing got a radio. We got three different stations. Excuse real me. A real radio. Not a fake one, a real Satellite. radio. He got an ox cord in there. I don't know what he need that for because he only three. <laughs> But um, yeah, he's such a big three for his leap yeah, pad. He is so big. tall. That's because his parents. I mean, his dad is. I think Tyrell's six three. Mm-hmm. Oh, and D is five seven, five eight. So he gonna be tall. Yeah, he gonna be tall. He gonna be you know playing basketball, getting us some money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, my Christmas was good. New Year's um was pretty chill. I just I was just over at my best friend's house. Um, you know, we had some champagne, watched the Kevin Hart documentary, which is really good. It's and really good. Oh Stop! Don't tell me I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you gotta watch. It. I'm waiting yeah. to have a day. Waiting to have a day. It's really good. I forgot like, that happened. Yeah, we gotta chat about that. Yeah, you, you need to watch it by next the next episode. Next episode. Yeah. Yeah. But um, other than that, you know, 2020, I'm just working on myself, um, working on getting some more money, making some more money this money. year. Um, but other than that, that's all I have for updates. Money. All we need is the money. Uh-uh. Go. Since you want the money, <laughs> go. Your turn. <laughs> Um, Christmas was cool. I did Christmas Eve in my house, which was hectic. We did a seafood <laughs> boil, but it was bomb. Mm. And then Christmas I did with my God family. We actually did it different. We went to like a conference room this year. So that was fun. And New Year's, I did a 70s theme party at my oh, friend's yeah, that house. Cute. That was fun. It was very low key. Like it wasn't too many people there. It was just us having fun. So that was cool. Yes. And then the break was amazing. Work gave me two weeks off. So I was straight chilling until I had to go back. And then I got a new job. Yes. Yes. New year, new money. Yes. So that'll be fun. I start that in a week and a half or something. And so my job now was like, you know what? You don't need to come in. Like, take a couple of days off before you start your new position. I was like, you ain't got to say nothing now. Oh, wait. So you off until you... I'm, my last day is Tuesday. And then I'm off until I that start the new week. one. Mm. Period. That's, That's good. Day. Yes. So life is good. And you're on a Tuesday. That's perfect. Like, you just go two days and free. <laughs> I wish. Any day. Um, what did I do? Uh, 
obviously I was with family um, Christmas Eve and Christmas. Honestly, I feel like this year was like really low key. Of course, like everybody was still kind of like dealing with the aftermath of what everything that had been happening. But I would say that like the family time was a lot more uh, cherished and more like uh, everybody felt present and like I'm here and we're all here together. Let's play a game. Let's talk about something. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then for New Year's, I really don't celebrate New Year's, so I was just in the house, like, watching TV, 12.02, I was asleep. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I feel like as much as I have been saying that 2020 is going to be my year, these past, what, few days, this last week and a half has honestly been good. Like, I can feel, like, the arising of something great. So I'm, I'm big chilling right now. That's me. I felt the same way, like, about New Year's this year. I don't know. I was not excited. Like, Mm -mm. I didn't feel like going out. And I was telling, um, like, people around me that, you know, I feel like a lot of people cherish New Year's because they need a reset. And I feel like I was in a good place in my life. Like, I've been on a right path for a consistent time. Like, I didn't want to reset only because I just needed to stay consistent where I was. So, New Year's to me was literally just another day. Mm -hmm. Um, I had... I was with my boyfriend and my siblings and we literally were here we had bottles and did hookah in the room like it wasn't nothing 12 happy new year all right see you in the morning (laughs) um but other than that new year's was cool christmas was good i really felt good being able to give this year um, I feel like I'm at that stage in my life where it just feels better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing how people, how you can make people feel with thoughtful gifts or getting them things that they want. You know, it always lights somebody's face up. Um, bag blessings was a complete success. Um, we handed out over 400 bags of hygiene bags and food bags to less fortunate people in D.C. We had over 100 people sign up to volunteer. Um, just great all around. Our mentoring program applications have been open for the past week. Um, And we have, I honestly was a little nervous because we weren't getting as many applications as I wanted. But literally, I checked when I got home and it like was beyond what I wanted. So um, when you're walking in God's purpose, he will make a way for you and will supply everything you need and beyond your expectations. So with that said, I'm good. My year's off to a great start. Yay, period. Yeah. As it should be. So I guess now we can get into our honesty moments. Um, So our honesty moment for this week was, what is one lesson you learned from your parents that you will pass down to your children? All right, let's get into these comments. Okay, so the first comment is from underscore Princess Leah. And she says, my parents taught me that independence is okay. My dad always taught me that being an independent black woman would be one of my greatest attributes. My mom would always say that being independent doesn't equal being selfish and that people shouldn't make me feel bad for wanting to have my own. Now that I'm older, I truly understand what they meant and I want the same for my future children. Love yourself, brown girl. Independent black women. Absolutely. um, I'm reading this book right now called More Than Enough by Elaine Welteroff and her whole like first three chapters is just about how she grew up really 
knowing like her parents really instilled in her that black is beautiful and black you know you can be successful and independent as a black woman and I never really thought about how instilling it young can really like make it easier when you get older Mm -hmm. because I always felt like you know when you're young you don't really think about it and so when you get older you really gotta you know start thinking about it but no like when you're young it's like those subtle ideas that are Mm -hmm. fed to you that you'll you know Mm -hmm. naturally grow into so that's been cool to read i'll let y'all know how the book is when i finish i also think it's important to compliment your children in all stages and not in certain stages so like for example i think especially i think it's with more so i don't want to say fathers but like because they aren't mindful of it it's not I don't think it's anything on purpose but like when your daughter has her hair completely done and she's you're like oh you're so beautiful but just reminding your children like even in their rough stages Mm -hmm. that they're beautiful because in order to accept the best parts of you you also have to accept the worst parts so like reminding your children consistently in all stages that they are beautiful and your sons and your daughters So I I like that comment because I think Mm -hmm. people can learn from it. And even, you know, staring away from physical attributes, even when, you know, your child, your daughter or your son is just going through a rough time, maybe they're not doing so good in school or their behavior isn't that good. Now, I'm not saying praise it, but, you know, just encourage them to do better and just let them know, okay, this is a rough patch. I understand you're going through something or you're not doing so well, but I want you to keep pushing and get, you know, Mm -hmm. to that place where I want you to be and where I see you to be. So, um, yeah, that's definitely important. Yeah. I agree with with what, what everyone's saying, but I also would say that I feel like doing stuff like that helps build a relationship. And I feel like that's the most important thing while your child is young. It's not like, oh, my child has grown. Now we can have this kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. You, Your relationship will grow as time goes on. But I can remember like me and my dad's relationship as I was younger, like that was my best friend. I could tell him anything. He always cheered me up. He always was supporting me. And it's still to this day, it might be in a different, uh, in a different way, but I definitely, I definitely agree with that comment. I feel like building a relationship, whether that's complimenting or supporting or talking, having conversations, is the most important thing to do with your children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so our next comment um, is from Faithfully. Her comment says, "If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail." Say one I more like time. That one. I one love time. that one. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Love it. I love that. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, Also, I just want to add, so I don't know if anyone else listens to Transformation Church. Um, If you don't listen, you're whack. I'm whack. (laughs) You're whack. You need to listen. I will say that I just started listening, and the sermon... Um, in the series that they just started crazy in the new faith. year. Oh no, the new year. Yeah, one. the okay. new year one. Do the crazy yeah. faith one too, though, y'all. But um, a yes. Well, it's actually a church, but they mm. they have a podcast <laughs> for the sermons, and he was just talking about having your vision and giving value to your vision, and it just kind of connects with like having a plan for your life, mm. and just you know being firm in your faith and i won't get into it because child we will be in here having a whole sermon crazy faith series will let you out yeah no like i was i was read this morning um let's just be clear i actually want to give you all the full name and also um there's we have a women's group chat so if 
um y'all want to get in it is for transformation church so we listen to the sermons and discuss it it's mm-hmm. pastor mike talk yeah so the one i listened to today <laughs> um stronger the value of vision this was just part one and i was taking notes so you know have a plan gotta go listen now yeah, okay, no, you okay. gotta listen. Let me let me drop the link yeah, for y'all. Yeah. She I'll said I'm in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Y'all know is wet. Um, so our next comment, the answer to our honesty moment, patience. Just one word. Patience. Come on, one word. Patience. That's a strong word. Do you feel like your te- your parents have taught you patience, like personally? My mother. You think it I that's feel. it comes from parenting? Mm-mm. I um, feel you go ahead. I feel like it wasn't taught to me intentionally. I feel yeah. like I feel like impatience was taught to me unintentionally, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like the way that my mom like not even like my dad. My dad taught me patience, but my mom on the other hand, she was just so impatient about where she saw me being and she had, you know, put me on this high pedestal and had so much potential for me and even though she would say you know you have to be patient with your journey you know everybody has their own journey and their own path and their own pace but in her mind she was just trying to rush me to get mm-hmm. to okay this is where I want you to be or I want you to be in college I need mm-hmm. you to get your degree I need you to get a job so it was kind of like both sides she would say it but unintentionally she wouldn't teach it to me I feel that I feel like my Grandma and my dad both didn't verbally be like, you need to be patient and you need to do this, but I'm very observant. And I feel like within their actions, they were always patient in how they carry things. Like I'd be the most impatient, like, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you calling this person? Why isn't this happening? And they'd be like, it's gonna happen. Like you need to relax and let stuff unfold the way it's supposed to unfold. And I'm actually thankful for that because I feel like a lot of times growing up we hear stuff and we let it go in one ear and write out the other and then like we may remember it later in life but that's something I can always say that I genuinely saw between them both to now where I have to remind myself like okay be still be patient it'll come Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I was taught patience only because I am finding myself learning it now like yeah. I feel like I am yeah. very impatient um, and it's a process but I definitely don't feel like I can remember a time where it was like you know they were teaching me patience like you know when you look back and you can take the lessons from certain mm-hmm. things yeah I feel like I'm teaching I'm being forced to learn patience how do you how do you teach patience though I don't know. That's why. Yeah, I, it was. Right. It was I feel like it, it's, it's one of those. It things, was very simple. I feel like, like you have to experience that on your own. I think so, but I think I was taught it because my mother will always. It was, and she says this to this day. She said it all the time for this last job thing. She would say, "If it's meant to be for you, God will make it happen for you." And that's patience. She would say, "You know, slow down, be still. If it's meant to be for you, it will be for you." And that was my lesson on patience all the time. Sit down, calm down, mm-hmm. be still, have patience. I think it's because you listened as well. Yeah. A lot I of mean, people hear that always. and they be like... And I didn't always. And that I'm was another lesson of patience. <laughs> so it was just kind of like, you know, yeah. it was hearing it, but also experiencing it too, because I didn't always listen. Mm-hmm, it was yeah. always, you know, hit or miss. Do, <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys find that a lot of things that your parents said when you were younger that you not I don't want to say didn't understand but didn't really like 
putting grass. your bag in grass that now you're like, all those times you was telling me I should have mm-hmm. listened. I should have listened. I feel like I experienced that like pretty often where it's like, dang, I, I could have listened a little bit more mm-hmm. and been more conscious about the decisions that I'm making now versus making decisions being like, dang. And instead of them being like, I told you so, I just remember like, you told me so. Right. <laughs> I think the biggest one, and I feel like everyone can relate to this, is like, don't rush to grow up. Like, don't yes. rush to be an adult. Yes. yes. Like, That's I feel like we all, I'm still like, learning literally, now. <laughs> literally, we were all pressed. First, you're pressed to turn 18. Then, you know, you press and then then the bills start coming (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. life starts coming at you and you're like oh this is adulthood yeah so I think that's the biggest thing where it's like you don't rush you know people always says enjoy your childhood enjoy your college years and And it sounds so cliche I kind of want to go back to college because I should have I want to go back to high school I don't know about y'all but what was y'all first this is adulthood moment (laughs) like you you said bills I feel like for me, it was responsibility. Like, mom, she always used to say all kinds of stuff, (laughs) y'all. She used to be like, I actually have it tattooed. That's how much she used to say. She used to say, with length of days comes responsibility. And I have it as a tattoo now. That's a good one. And so responsibility was always the one thing that I was like, damn, I'm an adult now. Like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to take care of this person. I got to take care of my All that. Is there a specific incident? No, just like... Maybe, like, responsibility, just, like, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like mine is bills, too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in college, I was paying, like, you know, my credit card bill, which was, like, nothing. But And then I was paying rent, but I was paying that through a loan. So, mm-hmm. but coming out of college, I got to pay two credit card bills. I got to pay my car note. I got to pay car insurance. I got to pay medical bills. Like, not covered under, you know, dental insurance right. anymore. So... All I'm covered under is health insurance, so I got to pay out of pocket for that if I need to get something done to my teeth, you know, God forbid. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I think it was just bills. Like, I didn't know how many bills could rack up at one time until I got out of college. Like, no, for real, they be hitting. They be hitting. Like, right now, I'm just thinking about, dang, I got to pay my credit card bills next week. I just paid rent today, and I just got paid today. Like, bills, No, it's really a never-ending cycle. So it's like, once you start, you're not stopping anytime soon. Even if it's not rent, your mortgage, your whatever, whatever you have, to mm-hmm. pay for your roof, you're going to be paying for for the rest <laughs> of your life. I know people be glad when they pay their houses no. off. But no, even yeah. when you pay you that off, you got utilities. Yeah. You're going to stay in a dark, empty, cold house. Yeah. Like, it's, it literally never ends. Yeah, it's it's like, once cycle. you start this lifestyle, <laughs> what are you, you never get a break. You lit, no. But you ask for it. You try to see why people be bums. that's not the life for me i definitely agree with the responsibility though because with responsibility obviously bills but me wanting to be grown was i'm making my own money therefore i'm not asking you for nothing i'm buying all of my stuff Mm. oh i can pay my bills and i think what i didn't realize what was like the moment of adulthood was when i first moved out got my apartment i was like yeah rent is this um, this amount i make this amount i'm good 
And I didn't realize that you can have enough money to pay your rent, but you don't have enough mm-hmm. money to live. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. Like, rent is getting paid, but am I eating tonight? Am I going out <laughs> with my friends? Am I ha- like, am I living? And I can feel I like buy toilet paper. Yeah, like that was the main <laughs> Two thing. Pla- one and I feel like, right? <laughs> yes. Like one ply. And adulthood comes with responsibility. Like a hundred percent. If I'm not going to work, I'm not getting paid. I'm not paying my rent. Therefore, I'm on the street. I'm not eating. Like <laughs> I literally had to do everything for myself. So responsibility a hundred percent. Because it's not that I thought my parents were gonna like bail me out, but they're also adults. They have been adults. They have things to tend to. So me stepping out on my own, I felt like, oh, I got it. I make money, but making money ain't the whole thing. No. It's really not. Yeah. I just think huh. that you don't realize how much stuff costs until you have to pay for it yourself. Uh-huh. Like, like you said, like you see that in the brand number, you're like, no, that's not bad for rent. Okay, now you gotta put food in the refrigerator. You gotta pay utilities. If something breaks, you gotta do your car. You gotta right. pay your water. You gotta make sure you have groceries. You have to make sure, and not even just money, but even just like your mental state, you start dealing with a whole bunch of serious mm-hmm. stuff. Once you get to college, once you said, oh, you're grown, and you don't even have the mental strength to be like, I'm going to get up today and go to class. <laughs> How the heck am I supposed to go to work after class, do all of this extra stuff? Like, it, responsibility isn't just money, but it's just, mm-hmm. like, the mental responsibility or the self-responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was something vicious. When I, it hit me, yeah, I'm trying to tell hard. you. I think for me, though, I I felt like... Like, I've been working since I was, like, 15, like, having not a summer job, but, like, you know, working throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And my little checks, I was getting paid, like, $10 an hour. But I I didn't have to pay for nothing else. So right. I was mm-hmm. big balling. Like, I was I had new clothes every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, dad, my dad just kept saying, like, you better save some of that. You better uh. save some of that. And I'm just, like, literally, I was spending, I was eating out, like, you know, balling, throwing... Girl, you want something? You want you want something from Starbucks? Like, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I'm Real making stingy. more than that, and something adding and up. I'm still <laughs> broke. Like, like yeah, uh-huh. th- them packages not coming as much as they used to. Cause child, I used to be order. I used to have a package, one or two packages a week. Now. I'd be like, oh, I want to order something. I'd be window shopping. <laughs> Add stuff I, to the wish list. I'm a habitual window shopper. Like, I really am. I will put, like, 40 things in my cart <laughs> and, and not touch it. Listen. And then I may get a little bit of money. A habitual shopper. And I may get, like, Listen, half right. of it. That's because I would be deceased if I yeah, did that. I mean... There's right. no way I can survive. Yeah, that's so, that shows responsibility, though. You have yeah. self-control. Because some people would still buy the cart. Mm-hmm. But and I, I, I be eating. Bro. And be eating ramen noodles. And then be screaming <laughs> broke. But also I'm to, like, like see, to <laughs> see that, like, temptation, mm-hmm. that's also very dangerous. Because I be sitting there like... <laughs> I really could just click, especially <laughs> when your car, when your car information saved in the like car. Exactly. <laughs> don't like you gotta get up and get your car. You got enough money in the bank. You got enough money in the car. They match up, but what happens after yeah. that? And I had to learn that the hard yeah. way because so many times I'd be like, "Well, if I'm making money, like I'm obviously supposed to spend it. I'm gonna get it back." But I think what I yeah. have really learned is, for me, I'll think that I'm managing my money, and I'll like say, "Okay, I make this much." 
if I spend this much and make this much, I'm still good. But then I'm flatlining. I'm literally at the right. same rate that I've been at. I'm not growing at all. And that's literally been me for like, I don't know, past five yeah. years. Or you spend like, too fast. What? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's easy too. As soon as you get yep. paid, you be swiping and then you're like, dang, I got two weeks. Yes. Like, Girl, this, <laughs> payment, this oh, monthly yeah. payment thing has been such a challenge. You get paid monthly? Monthly. Woo! What's yeah. a daggone month? And I be crying. The last two weeks, I be broke. I mean, yes, I don't get paid a lot because it's an internship, but still, like, having to budget and manage mm-hmm. is not good. Or you be wanting to buy something and be like, oh, I get paid next Friday, so mm-hmm. I'll just make it back. Yeah, and then you need gas. <laughs> 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 the sacrifice afterwards is like, yeah. Sugar honey iced tea. It's gonna be what it is. Mm-hmm. So now that you are adults and like you've gone through your childhood, what is what do you how do you see yourself raising your kids like personally? In what aspect? Like think back to how you were raised and would the way you raise your kids <clears throat> align with how you were raised? Like you did you feel like you were prepared for adulthood? You know, did you feel like you had a good upbringing to where you were ready? Uh, and it can be on any capacity. Like, do you feel like you were emotionally ready, mentally, physically, whatever? However you want to address the question. Mm. Um, Emotionally and mentally, I feel like I wasn't ready for adulthood. Only because growing up with my parents, it was a lot of, like, back and forth, like, with emotions and, like, mental things and yes my parents taught me a lot of good lessons that I can definitely add to my adulthood and take with me but at the same time I feel like it was it it wasn't a balance of everything mm-hmm. it was like more of the other if that makes sense so like like I was saying earlier like my mom put me on this high pedestal like yeah you're gonna make straight A's you're gonna go to college you're gonna graduate in four years I mean I did graduate in four years but it was almost like I couldn't do any wrong. So the minute that I did something wrong, the minute that I got a C, the minute I had to drop a class, the minute that I got in trouble, the minute that I did anything that was wrong in her eyes, it was like, oh, this is unacceptable. I'm not having it. And I feel like that prepared, it prepared me in a sense that, um, that I expect more from for myself but at the same time it didn't really give me the thought that I allowed myself to make mistakes like Mm -hmm. I allowed room for myself to make mistakes and for me to learn from them so I think being an adult I'm kind of almost afraid to make mistakes and I'm afraid to fail in a sense because I think that it's just going to be letting people down around me who have these high expectations and these high opinions of me and the minute that I fail is kind of going to kind of be like well Delonda what are you doing like you're supposed to be doing this you're supposed to have a job you're supposed to be getting paid you're supposed to be dancing you're supposed to be out doing you know this that and the third but then you know the minute that I fail it's kind of like everybody's looking at me like what what happened Mm. so I think in that aspect I wasn't but going back to like the question of like raising my children I would definitely tell them that making mistakes is okay Mm. because that's how you learn from them and that's how you kind of learn who you'll be when you grow up and who you want to be so I think I was very prepared for adulthood just because like my mom was very straightforward like she was 
and I'm the only girl in the house. So she would always, you know, talk to me about stuff and we could always, you know, just chat. Like it was just real conversations. If we were having money issues, I probably knew somewhat, like I knew generally, um, if she was angry at my dad, I probably knew like, and it wasn't off no like girl, like best friend stuff. It was always like, I'm still your mother. I still like I've always respected her but she's always been able to be honest with me and tell me what's going on like if she ain't have it she wasn't about to lie and say oh yeah we'll do it but she didn't, like it was never that it was like I don't have it this is what life is like that kind of thing so I think her honesty and my father is very brutally honest as well so I think their honesty is something that I would definitely want my kids to see. So prayerfully, you know, my kids will be able to experience that from them and from me. Um, I think that from my dad, I definitely will raise my children completely opposite as far as like his family orientation mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he is not family oriented at all. And my mom is, but isn't as well. So like we were talking about this the other day, even like sleepovers, she was like, um, you know, you didn't go to that many when you were younger, but you also didn't have that many here. And I was like, why is that? And they were like, we just don't do that. Like, we don't like that. I'm like, but it's like the epitome of being a child. Like mm -hmm. sleepovers are the thing. And she was like, yeah, but we can't watch you over there. At least when you over here, we can watch you, but we just don't like people in the house. I'm like, well, come on now. <laughs> like. It gotta be some medium mat. So I definitely think I'm gonna let my kids experience being a kid more. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm so mature now and like I'm always an old soul because I grew up fast and not cause I had to, just cause like they just, that's how they raised me. Like I was just grown, I guess. I mean, I don't know. But I definitely think I'm gonna let my kid be a kid. I don't think I didn't get to be a kid, but I think that I knew too much. Like mm -hmm. I just knew how to be a, an adult too fast. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't blame that on them, but I definitely think mm -hmm. some stuff could have been taught later, maybe in life. Um, and some stuff couldn't have been said and some stuff, you know, needed to be said, so. Um, I I agree with you in the sense that I also felt like I had to grow up a little too fast. Um, and I think for me, it comes from being in a separated household my entire life. Like I think my parents were maybe on and off, but like for the most part, since I was like three, I can remember like going three or four, um, going from house to house. And I just think that that in itself entails a lot of responsibility, um, like that having to communicate that thoroughly at a young age just mm -hmm. well mom said this well dad said this like it was at one point that I literally was the middle man in mm -hmm. communication like there was no direct communication between the two of them so and they always kind of butted heads um and I think I was in taking a lot of mature conversations that probably shouldn't have been happening in front of me or that I shouldn't have had to even know that were going on like um especially when they were in arguments and things I think I should have been left out of more stuff um, but like I can remember um, from my childhood like certain things um, on like special events like arguments and things like I remember a lot of that and I feel like um, as a parent that I would do a better job of I don't want to say hiding stuff from my kids but like protecting them from certain energies I guess mm -hmm. is the word um, at young ages because that does impact them in the future um, 
but in terms of like financially like I feel like I was prepared great as an adult like I think like my credit all of that like I was taught uh, my dad was very um particular about the way he taught me about money and the way that like I kind of got slow rolled into like credit and having credit cards and like even to till this day like he'll still check up like hey how you doing on your credit cards like you paying it down you you um are you carrying over balances like what's going on like so Mm -hmm. I still have that kind of guidance financially and then I've also seen on the flip side of what I don't want to look like financially Mm -hmm. so um I think being able to look at the two like I remember my dad sitting me down I don't remember how old I was and like telling me like look I got laid off today, but we're going to be okay because, you know, he's been taking the steps to mm-hmm. save him, you know, mm-hmm. like, and he, I was very secure financially. Like there was nothing that, um, and I will admit I was raised a bit spoiled. Like it wasn't much that I asked for that I didn't get. Um, but I was raised in a very financially stable household. Like I didn't ask for nothing outrageous. Like, no, I didn't get a Mercedes Benz on my 16th <laughs> birthday or nothing crazy like that. But, um, I was in a home where both parents tried to financially support me in any way possible, whether that was paying hundreds of dollars for dance competitions and costumes. And um, when I tell you, I pretty much did every single sport, like down to golf and gymnastics. (laughs) Like literally they financially supported everything that I want to do. And I want to be able to provide that for my kids. And whatever they decide is what they want to do with their future is I'm going to 100% support Uh that. Well, I feel like y'all said (laughs) just about everything. But for me, I would say that I would take how I was raised and then do more because I feel like there, I don't really have any complaints about how I was raised because kind of like Bree said, there was a lot that I got that I didn't have to ask for. And even though it wasn't always financially stable, I was very sheltered from that. And it's not to say that they didn't have real conversations with me and weren't honest, but I feel like they allowed me to be a child. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like I figure skated growing up, I did dance, I did this, I did that. And like, whether we were struggling at home or not, I knew that, okay, yeah, sometimes in the summer we ain't gonna have no AC, but <laughs> I'm thinking that's everybody. Right. Like, that mm-hmm. that just happens. And I feel like they did a really good job of sheltering me from that, but I also feel the downfall is as many real conversations as my dad had with me about life or my grandma had with me about her life or my mom had with me about whatever the case is going on, I knew what to expect, but I didn't know. Um, I didn't know how to expect to feel. If mm. that makes sense, like mm. I knew these are possible outcomes that could happen when you grow up. People go through this, but I didn't know that when I go through this, this is a way that I would feel, and I didn't know how to cope with that afterwards. And mm. I feel like that wasn't ever a conversation that was talked about. It was more so: these are things that can happen. You need to be careful. Not these are things that can happen and if this happens this is what can happen and this is how you take it and this is certain things you can be feeling it didn't really you know go it didn't go past that um so that's definitely something that i would definitely push with my kids um another thing financially i don't feel like i was 
set up correctly, y'all, because I did not know anything. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out credit and mm-hmm. taxes and stuff like that. But in a way, I'm I'm also kind of grateful because I feel like the best way you can learn is through experience. People mm-hmm. can tell you however they want, but that's also through their experience. Mm-hmm. So the best way to learn firsthand is through experience. So in a way, I'm grateful. In a way, I wish I would have been prepared more. But when it comes to like the general of how I was raised, I feel very grateful. And I feel like I could have gone to my dad for anything. I feel like I got I could have gone to anybody for anything and I never felt like scared or stuck um and just a side note of that I agree with you when I feel like because my parents were separated before I was born that I felt like there was a lot of situations that I should not have been involved in and a lot of things where I should not have been the middleman and I was the middleman for everything up until now so I feel like for my kids and raising them that I'm still grateful for like it's not to say that I wish this didn't happen I'm gonna do different it's like I'm grateful this happened so that I know for my kids this is something I definitely do not want to do like you can learn lessons in the right way in the wrong way either way like I don't know good job to my dad and my grandma and my mom and everyone yeah I think that's the biggest thing is what you learn from being raised by your parents is kind of I don't want to say learn what you don't want to do but that's definitely one Mm -hmm. of the things you gain from being raised um because you can look at it from different perspectives and kind of see that way other people were raised like for me like I you know nothing is 100% but I do not want to raise my children in separate households. Like I mm-hmm. want to be, have my husband and me and him will raise our kids together mm-hmm. in unity mm-hmm. um, if it's the Lord's will. So that's like, I do not want to raise my kids in separate households like by any means necessary. I also feel like that goes to show that I mean, everybody always says like, yeah, I want to be, not everybody says they want to be married, but if they do, they want to have kids with the, you know, person Mm -hmm. that they're married to, all that other stuff. But being a product of not that, of being with parents that weren't together, that never got married, and to have that, I feel like almost boost you a little bit more. Like, this is not going to happen Mm -hmm. because I firsthand experienced that. And look, if like, to death do us part (laughs) period okay if I get pregnant I'm stuck you stuck this will be okay I don't got time this will be a full circle moment for us guys how do y'all feel like this generation and this social media world has influenced the idea of marriage and it's a full circle moment because that's how we started this podcast (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about this same subject um i think for me like when i see i don't necessarily have let me not even lie (laughs) let me let's bring it back um so i look at people and say like oh their relationship is so cute like we kind of briefly talked about on one episode like people like Michelle and Obama and like Gab and D. Wade um just like relationships like that I look at and I'm like wow like they look happy you know you never know what's in someone's marriage um but I never am like ooh I want to be just like them like I look at them for inspiration not for imitation woo 
Period. That that's a quote coming right out. Hold on. Right now. That, that felt right good coming out. out. That's um, a quote. But, <laughs> um, but no. But seriously, on a serious note, I don't look to imitate these Instagram couples. Now, I do look, and um, I literally made them watch it before we watched the episode, but, like, Kim and Kanye's whole kitchen situation, like, I look at that and be like, ooh, I want that in my house. Like, me and, me and my husband, we gonna have that in our house. But I would never be like, ooh, we need to be just like Kim and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, You saw he bought her this. You better buy it for me next week or we're done. Like, I would never be <laughs> like that. Um, but I think social media has boosted our expectations in a sense. Like, yeah. um, stuff costs money. Mm-hmm. And things, yeah. you know, things are pricey. And I think it kind of rushes us into things. Like, I find myself getting baby fever and stuff, seeing all these babies popping up Girl. on Instagram. But I know I'm mentally so and mm-hmm. financially, I'm not ready for a child. But I feel like I'm rushed. Like, I'm like, oh, I need to have a baby. Everybody's around me having babies mm-hmm. and stuff. But then I'm like, hold on, real life. What are you going to be able to provide for this child right now? Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like going back to the whole social media influences our idea of relationships, especially Twitter. I feel like Twitter is a whole different world <laughs> than Instagram. It definitely is. It's yeah. a completely different world, especially I'm when Twitter it, and I be different. Um, when it comes to relationships, <laughs> like everybody got an opinion about what's the perfect relationship, what he should do in a relationship, mm-hmm. what she should do in a relationship. What they call it? Think pieces. I just learned that the other day. Or the school. <laughs> what be the the jump that's in another language? Be like, oh, yeah, the Tatana. The, the, so it Oh, they have like Bomba Clap. Yeah, it's Bomba literally <laughs> it's literally not anything, but it pretty much just means like explain this or like what they just made up their own yeah, like it's not even it's really not even real like I don't know I was like what is it Spanish but it's li- I think it is but I don't I'm I don't still dying off a of she said bomba clat <laughs> it's literally bomba clat I know bomba clat it's literally how I read it in my head because like I'm envisioning it like on Twitter like on my timeline but so. if somebody could comment and let us know what the scoopatana scoopatana whatever it is I don't think it means it doesn't translate to anything. It's literally like Twitter language. Like who made that up? I don't know, I don't know. but I need to know. Scoopa Tatana. What is it? Scoopa Tatana. <laughs> When I do see that, I definitely look. Like, I be yeah. scrolling and I be like, hold on, what they but say? Yeah. What yeah. they say? Like, okay, never one. <laughs> but the influence is crazy. And it's something it as is. simple as that being the caption or something being like, well, let me see what they say. And then phrase. let me think about it. It's a good thing because it starts a conversation, but I feel like everybody's opinions is not their natural and genuine exactly. opinions. It's what they think everybody wants to hear. Like, oh, this relationship is like that, or, you know, like, if uh, he this don't is do the this type thing. of relationship I want, like, no, it's not. Or even, like, the sex stuff. Like, I literally had to follow so, unfollow so many pages, because I'm like, I'm literally watching porn. And That's everybody's why I like, off of Twitter. When I come home, this is what I want. No, yeah. it's not. When you come home, let's be real. You want to take a shower, eat, and go to sleep. Like, right. that's not <laughs> what you want to eat. Like, now, I will Cuddle. say that I have seen some of them little flowers in the hotel room. It's cute. It's cute. 
But I don't not mean, that no, every day. No, not every day. But I am guilty to say, oh, that would be nice. Like, but it, it but definitely, <laughs> like, it definitely but it, would. But to influence you and to be mm-hmm. like, this is what has to happen. In oh, my yeah, exactly. This defines the love in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that takes, first of all, if you tell... I'm a person that if I have to tell you to do something, like it just takes mm-hmm. everything away from it. And I don't if I have want to tell, right? If I have to tell you, bring me flowers tomorrow. I don't want the flowers <laughs> at all. Like it, it takes out the. You want people to do stuff for you because they genuinely want to and like they love you on that level. But and then the hard part is different. The hard part of that is like people will say, "Tell me what you want from me." And if I tell you, then you're going to do exactly what I want. But it's because I told you, not because you genuinely, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of flip side of it. I think it'd be different if I was like, Faye, you know, I would like some flowers here and then. And then today's January, February, he got me some flowers. Okay, you thought Yeah, but you can't do it the next day. Don't give me flowers tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to still be like, no. Like, you only got these because you felt bad. Yeah. (laughs) Because I said something. (laughs) No. That is the power of social media. Oh my gosh. Because I have a lot of friends who look at it like completely opposite. Like they see all the flowers and the roses and da 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 da. And they'd be like, wow, I really wouldn't like that. And I'm like, that's so dope. Like you can figure out what you like and don't like off of social media. You can. I agree. So great. Social media has perks, but it also has, you know. Well, how how do y'all feel like social media has influenced your idea of marriage, period? Because there's people on social media that's like, I ain't getting married. You know, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, well, I don't want to get married and I'm tired of all these men out here and 2020 is just me, myself, and I, and I'm going to focus on myself. But I don't know. And then a lot of people are getting married young, too. Getting married young, moving in together young, getting married at like 20, 21, buying a house together. I see all these posts about, oh, yeah, I bought my first house with my husband and we have yeah, a child. Yeah, Twitter, to that, Twitter famous for those two. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's that spirit of comparison. Like, Is it necessary, though? Is marriage necessary oh. for you? I definitely think social media has taught me that, like, it's pushed my agenda back a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to want to get married young. And that wasn't even, like, social media influence. I just wanted to get mm-hmm. married early so I could have kids early so I wouldn't be no old mom. Uh-huh. Like, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like now social media is, like, making me realize that, like, I'm, I got time. Like, I don't have to, you know, get married in the next three years. Like, I got time. I don't want to be, like, 35, but... I don't have to be 24 Dude, either. Some people don't be getting married till 50. Yeah, but I kind of want to be married. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. I, I want to be married before my 30s. Yeah. But I, mean, um, I feel like marriage for me is necessary, but it isn't necessary. Like, I'm not, it's not going to be the end of the world if I don't get married. I mean, I'm going to be kind of devastated, but <laughs> at the same time, like, I'm not going to be like that bitter, you know, woman who's going to be walking around envying everybody who's married. Um, but at the same time, I do believe that, yes, you can be strong individually, but I think that you better as a person when you have that person that you live with and, you know, do life with together. Um, I feel like having that partner that you truly love and that you can truly build with will definitely build you up and vice versa. Um, you know, of course, you are strong individually, but just having that addition to you and as a unit and doing life together is just... Naya, I know that you are not pressed for marriage. You would do the whole lifelong partner and like, you know. I wouldn't 
Mm. Oh, you had to change your mind. I know. Listen, listen, listen. I was going to say, after Lonnie said that, it's not that I have changed my mind, but because I'm in a different place within my relationship that I feel like I have a different um, outlook on it. So, like, if I were single to see certain things on Twitter... I would I would have a different reaction versus if now me being in a relationship and my relationship thriving, I do see that. So I feel like for me right now in my life that marriage is necessary because family is necessary. So based off of what we talked about before, I want to be in a relationship, in a partnership with the father of my kids. Having kids is definitely something that I want to do. And I've always dreamed about having a family where it's like, my husband's family and my family and we're all coming together mm-hmm. at my house like that's what i want i want to be the cur- curator of the family events and hosting everything and just having everything come together because family is very important so it's not that i have to <laughs> it's not that i have to get married but because now i'm in a place where i could see myself getting married and i can see the perks of it and i could see myself just living my life with somebody that i'm like why wouldn't I mm-hmm. do it? Versus a few months ago, even in just a few months, I was like, eh, we could just be it's like, together. Like we, we're we're together, but it's not blah blah. Like no, now I'm like, if we're gonna be together, we might as well because it's like I'd rather keep growing mm-hmm. and doing the most that we can do versus, yeah, this is cute and we together. This my life part. No, this is my husband. Period. <laughs> and that's on that. Period. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think I really got to say it, but marriage yeah. is necessary. Yeah, we know. It's, it's, it's necessary. <laughs> I want the ring. I Me want too. the big wedding. I, I want a big wedding. Yeah, but I want a big. It's definitely necessary. We're just saying, just a disclaimer. We're saying for us, yeah, for us, yeah, yeah, yeah. not in general. But, but no, for me, yeah, I I have to get engaged. And honestly, I'm gonna put it out there. Um, I feel like I am ready to make steps towards that decision like i'm not saying i'm gonna get married tomorrow but mm-hmm. i feel like i'm in the space and my partner and i are in a space where you know we're talking about the future and like that's a possibility so i'm ready to you know I, of course everything is in god's will if it's not meant for me to get married then he will not allow me to get married um but I want to get married. I want to take my husband's last name. Our kids will have his last name. Um, and hey. that's just how I plan for that to go. And I will live for the day when y'all can engage. <laughs> I will okay. live. I will live for the wedding. Engagement everything. is cool and all. Like, I'll be excited. But, you know. Oh, yeah. The wedding. wedding day, but literally everybody <laughs> is like, we no, you know, we've been together for a while. So, literally, the first time, first thing people always ask, so... When's the wedding? What's what's next? Um, you know, so like we've been getting hit with a lot of that lately. Um, and we're still young, especially like me. I'm still young, but I kind of I I want to say I don't want to say I'm a hopeless romantic because it's not hopeless, but I am a true romantic, and I do believe that when you know, you just know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we're checking when I get engaged, I'll be the first to find out. So. <laughs> How long are you willing to be engaged? Because people be engaged for a long time. 
um, two to three years okay. only because oh, that's long. yeah it is long but I'm thinking like right now mm-hmm. because like I said I want the big wedding and I want a nice ring and I don't want to accept anything less than what I deserve so I'm willing to be patient you know that's our full circle patience. learning that patience I'm willing to be patient until we as a team because mm-hmm. it's not like a he you need to pay for the whole wedding I ain't coming out of pocket nothing um, when we are as a team are able to provide ourselves with the wedding of our dreams then that's when it can happen mm-hmm. um i'm okay with being a fiance for a little bit i like it i like the way that sounds no for it's real. better than a Y'all girlfriend is cute. Mm-hmm. better honestly i like it better than wife like that's it just sounds like better fiance it just sounds, sounds like better. i'm on to better so, yes. like, this is my fiance we got a little fiance it got a little dash on the top uh, i don't know wife got a it got a tongue. Wife. I mean, it's like, wife. that's my wife. But Ooh, wife, 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 my that. husband. That's powerful. That's It is. But it is strength behind it. Will you be yes. bringing anyone? Yes, my, my husband. Wi- my husband. My wife. Period. My husband and I will be. <laughs> people get shook. Like, people be like, oh, husband. Do you guys find it weird at this age that it's like, I don't know how to ask it, so I'm just going to say what I'm feeling. I find <laughs> it weird that at this age, like, one of my best friends, I'm already like, so when's the ring coming? Like, I know mm-hmm. he's going to propose soon. I have another friend that is getting married this year. I have friends that obviously have babies. That's not that that's not special, but, like, that happens more often yeah. than marriage. Mm-hmm. More common. But it's just so weird to me that at this age... 22 we are getting engaged we are getting married and at this age when i was younger i'm like 22 i'm gonna be living it up i'm gonna be mm-hmm. partying i'm gonna be living my life and it's not to say that i'm not but the fact that that idea has become more like cute to me or like or shifting. like ah, or like I had fun cooking dinner tonight. I was like, who am I? Why am I cooking right now? We're going to Home Goods. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to look and see what new pillows and spreads mm-hmm. they have. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm getting, not that I'm getting old, but I'm getting older. Feels and like why it. is this what I like right now? It's, I see I babies and I'm like, change. oh my gosh, when I get pregnant, like, I'm thinking of a house like this. Like, no, I'm only 22. Why is this happening? But see, for me, I thought I was going to be, so my, when I was younger, and I want y'all to answer this too. When when I was younger, I thought that I was going to have kids by 25. However, I also wanted to be married a little bit before I had children. So if you calculate that, that means I'm getting married about now. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm get so for me, like I want to say this is kind of what I expected, but I'd never want, like Nelly said, I didn't want to be a, I don't want to be an old mom. So if I have kids at 25, my kid's 10, I'll be 35. Like, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at what, when y'all were younger, what was your timeline for your life? Like, you already shared yours. Yeah, mine was early. It was <laughs> terrible. It was early. Um, I think because I had older parents, because my mom is six. yeah my mom is 60 and my dad is 61 so when I was younger I was like well I'm gonna get married at 25 I'm gonna have my first job by 30 Mm -hmm. because my mom had me when she was 38 okay so that was really really late so Mm -hmm. I was like I mean I guess that's normal because my mom did it my parents are older so why not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well 
Because it's looking more like 25 to People me. People on my... <laughs> People on my mom's side are very fertile, so <laughs> that's, that's not what I thought you were going to say. say. I thought you were going to say, don't get married early. Right. I thought you were going to say young, old. Marriage like. is not something that I have seen often growing up. Like, I don't really have, like, a role model in my family that I'm like, they've been married for so long. This is somebody that I, you know, look up to. But I just knew that everybody on my mom's side is very fertile, and it wasn't going to be me. So... <laughs> Honestly, I have so many siblings. I have six, and I'm the oldest of six, for those of you that don't know. So having kids, yes, that's something that I want, but I'm definitely not in a rush. The youngest sibling I have is three, so I feel kind of like I'm his mom as well, in a sense. So like a time frame on the kids is still brewing, but marriage is something that I definitely have no, thought when about. No, you were younger. Yes, when that I was, was younger. your timeline is the same? Yes, my timeline oh, is... No. <laughs> Heck no, because the babies keep coming. Mm. That's what I'm saying. They're so fertile. Like, I'm gonna let y'all keep going, and then I'll have my turn when y'all are done. But mm. I just... I just don't have a specific, and I've never had a specific time, like, by this age, I wanna have kids. I obviously don't wanna be an old mom, but I don't want to ha- be a young mom because I've seen the product of that. Like, you still wanting to live your life, but you have kids. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of messed up. And that's something I definitely don't want to do. So I have no timeline on kids. If it happens, it happens at this point. But I, I don't have a timeline. Now, do you have to be married before you have kids? And this is, I mean, we know stuff happens, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might just get pregnant. If I but, if, if, if I control it, marrying Joseph. If I could control it, if I could control it, I would be married for a few years before I had kids. I just say I would be married. No, <laughs> no, I would be married before I have kids. But y'all know, I, I mean, things happen. Things happen. Okay, now question. <laughs> May want to cut this out. But I have a real question. So I used to always be like, I guess in high school, you know when you start having sex and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's not going anywhere, anywhere crazy. I used to always be like, oh, if I got pregnant, abort, abort, abort the mission. It's not happening. Like, I'm too young, blah, blah, blah. I just want to know. No, that's like, real. No, that's it a real question. Like, now I'm like, you know how you try to be, you know, mm-hmm. big and bad with your friends. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this, blah blah blah. Now I'm like, I'm per I mean, choice. And if, I if, if, if it happens, it happens. No, I'm not saying who's per choice. I'm just saying like, if it happened right now, we've already said, okay, I'm not really ready right now. But if it happened right now, what do you feel like you would choose for yourself? Abortion. Okay. I'm pro-choice for myself, and I'm going to choose. If, if, I, if I were to get pregnant, like, in the next couple months, I would definitely get an abortion. Okay. Adoption. But what if it was somebody that you adoption? feel like no, you would... No, I can't do adoption. No, what if, I don't know. I don't know right now. Like, I feel like right now... What if you're with a person... Decision. Right now, you have to make What if decision. you're with a person you decide to spend your life with right now? I would definitely still get an abortion. Hold on, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm keeping a baby. If right, I had somebody that I know I would spend the rest of my life for, I think it? that I would spend the rest of my life, I would keep it. Okay. But, like, two years ago, adoption. I would get an abortion. Okay. Still. So, right now, at this point in my life, I would get an abortion. Okay. So, let's see. Because it's all timeline for me. If I was pregnant right now, I would not be... I would have the baby before graduation. And that just... 
doesn't work. Like, I have to finish school. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, no, that's stressful. Like, I am with the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. But at that point, it's a partner decision. Like, if I had to make the mm. choice by myself, yes. Like, I know mm-hmm. independently I cannot support this baby. Mm-hmm. But as a team, you know, he's out of school. You know, if as a team, if we decide that, you know, we're going to just do it then we gonna do it but it, it's one of those things where i feel like you cannot say until it happens to you yeah. oh because i feel sure. like I mean, yeah. a lot of people For that sure. i have a lot of people that i have encountered and people around me and friends and stuff literally big and bad like no it's gonna happen i'm gonna just get an abortion like we're gonna be cool and as soon as it happens it's like i can't do it mm-hmm. like it's it's something a power that comes over you that and a connection that you have never ex- yeah it's stuff. a connection you've never experienced so don't feel like we can really speak on it, but if I had to choose, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that I, I used to be to like abort the mission, cut it, but and now like I'm that. like, it's not to say that I would not. It's just to say that now in my it. life, I would definitely think twice about it because mm-hmm. I'm older with younger siblings, and I'm just kind of like, uh, what? And plus, you know, like the person I'm with is older than me, who is yeah. financially ready, stable. Like they want kids, and I'm like, right. uh, I don't know. It's one of it those depends things. On your support it definitely depends. Too. Because, yeah. like, I know for a fact, both sides of our family would go ballistic and be like, "I'll keep them whenever." Like, I know 100. Mm-hmm. percent So I know I would have the support to like finish school. So, like, the more I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself out of. So, yeah, I mean, it just depends. Definitely something I don't want right now for my life, though. I, I was just wondering. It's funny because I want a baby, but I can't afford a baby. That's what like, I'm I saying. want a baby right now. You want one right yes. now? Yes, I want one right now, too, but yes. I can't afford the life I want to get my child. But I know I can't afford I no child. I have a baby with, so. Not I. If I ain't got That's nobody to have, like, have, 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 have a baby with, I but, like, I would love a child. If I, I had the money yeah. to have a child, I would absolutely. My nephew is enough for me. I sure would not. Mason Jameer Smith is enough for me. <laughs> My siblings, enough. If I want any age, any see, age, I, I got teenagers, toddlers, too. the middle aged, I got them all. It's not the same. It's the same. So it's the same for it's me. Not. It's, it's not. It's not your own. Right. You don't understand. Like, even I if I go, like, I have her all day tomorrow, but I know I'm going to be like, oh, I, I but the thing is, you can give her back. At right, the end of the, the day, that's, that's what she don't want to give right. her That's the point. But I'm saying maybe not in this point in time. Yeah. But for me, every yeah. time I get around my siblings, I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, but let me take go. them home, blah, blah, blah. But when you start to see the ins and out of mm-hmm. parenting or the hardship oh, that yeah. people go through, you be like, all right, Ma. I'm, I'm I definitely don't think I'm ready to give up my social life. Yeah, like, no, I'm that, that, that. that'll be... Like, I like to be able to leave when I need to leave, want to leave, you yeah. know, go here, go there without thinking about nobody else. My like, issue I definitely is, think I would miss that so much. My issue is traveling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you can't get up and go. Right. You got children <laughs> like that. So, I've, I have another question. Are you single until you're married? Mm, that's good. I'll say yes. Just like... Because, and not that you have to act like, you know, you don't have a significant other, but just the fact that, like, there is certain stuff that I believe should not be done until we're married. Like, I can't even give, like, I'm celibate, of course, so sex, but I feel like even to the point of where, like, I'm dropping something I really want to do for you. Like, if I were to stall a business or something Mm. for 
you to do something you want to do that's not something i'm doing until i'm married so like if we are or engaged i'll give it engaged like if we are looking to be married i have a ring on my finger then yes i will make those kind of commitments for you but until i know that we are trying to be lifelong partners mm -hmm. i'm not going to drop a dream of mine mm -hmm. to accommodate what you're doing so that's what I think of when I say I'm single until I'm married. I'm not saying, oh, I'm just going to be dating all these people until, yeah. you know, you put a ring on my finger. Because you ain't going to put my ring on my finger, you know? Right. So that's my idea of single until I'm married. Because even my mom believes that too. And not the, and she didn't have to influence that. Like, I said it and she was like, oh, yeah. Like, I've always believed that. I'm like, oh, I ain't know. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, um, I don't know. So you feel like you would drop a dream right now for him? I feel like I wouldn't do that, period. Yeah, no. I feel like in marriage, there's yeah, compromise. Yeah, I feel like in marriage, I mean, there's yeah, definitely some sacrifice. But I, I feel like I wouldn't completely, like, drop my dream forever. I mean, in the moment. Somebody. I don't forever. think, yeah. I don't yeah, think I would, definitely not forever, but I think we are so far into our relationship. Now, if this was, we had just been dating, this is, like, first year. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I would consider it. Like, we are, like, literally... As he's searching, since he's freshly graduated, like, as he's searching for jobs, like, these are conversations mm -hmm. that we're having. Like, there's an opportunity in Florida. And I'm like, well, you go to Florida, you have to understand, like, I'm not done school. So, like, mm -hmm. these are, it's up for discussion. Mm -hmm. So, I don't want to say, like, if I'm single, it's not even up for discussion. It's, oh, I'm going to New York. Like, I'm moving. You coming with me or not. But, like, right now we're at a space where... We're, we have we're discussing these things because we have full intentions of spending the rest of our lives together but in terms of the other like some people believe in single till married like period yeah. like people be out here wild and that's and i don't believe in that yeah, at all i don't even understand how that works yeah i don't i don't either <laughs> like <laughs> how is he proposing to you megan the stallion said it like she literally said she said in one of her freestyles she literally said something along the lines like I'm single till it's a ring on my finger. That's like, crazy. And I just, I don't get it. Me either. Me either. I feel like single means one. Me. Right. One. Only. <laughs> one. Me. Me. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Not single you. Single me. So if I'm in a relationship, whether I'm the girlfriend, the fiance, the wife, yes, there's levels to that. But once I'm your girlfriend and I'm your serious girlfriend, this is something that we have decided this can go further. I am not single anymore. I'm not just worried about myself. Mm. The word single mm. to me means me, only me, me not you, me, myself, and I. So to say single before married, like even now, like I'm about to graduate soon and I'm like, well, I want to travel and dance. And he's like, I support it, but... You know, like we that's still something we kinda have to mm -hmm. and I'm up for discussion for that because I have already decided this is something that can go past. Mm -hmm. There's levels to this. This isn't just some fling, blah blah. Fling still means I'm single, but because I'm in a relationship, there's things that are up for dis up for discussion and it means that I am not single. Like I, I just feel like single to married is like it's all about me until we say I do. But even building a partnership, whether it's somebody that you're intimate with or your grandma, like there's still things that within that relationship you have to discuss and you have to compromise for and stuff like that if you love somebody. So for me, I don't believe that you're single until 
Go ahead, Lonnie. Then I got a question for y'all. Um, I kind of agree with everybody's statement. I feel like it depends on how long you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If your relationship, I would say, is past like three or four years, then you're definitely not single. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what if I meet my soulmate within a month? And we decide to get married. But you're married, though. Oh, but you're married. Okay, but within but within that month, like I'm like, this is the person. I mean, it happens. But I'm just saying that happens. It happens, but I just feel like you don't really know what kind of commitment you're gonna make to somebody until you're with that person for a certain amount of time. I mean, you can find your soulmate in a month, and then y'all are together, but y'all really don't have that commitment because y'all haven't known each other for I was that say, long. Even if it's your soulmate, you don't know them. Right, like, you don't really you know them. You take a while to get to know somebody. And I completely agree, but if I'm saying that this is somebody that I just met, it's love at first sight, and within three weeks, I'm like, this is somebody I want to marry. I just know it. That's not to say we get married in the fourth week. But this is somebody that I know and I love. I feel like I've known them forever. Of course, there's going to be growing and stuff that I need to learn about you. But if I say within three weeks, this is my soulmate, does time matter if I say I'm single or not single? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, would I still be able to? If that's your soulmate, you feel like get married. I feel like if that's the case, then get married. But I, I also feel like, okay, so I would say that you're single until you make certain commitments with your partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you can be together for a year, but some some of those commitments that you have envisioned for yourself are not going to be made within mm-hmm. a year. So I think with, yes, time is kind of like a tricky thing, but with your partner that you do want to spend the rest of your life with, or that you think you want to spend the rest of your life with, it takes time for certain commitments to fall into place. So I think you're single until you make certain commitments. Like, okay, you're single until you're married, like, when it comes to, like, joint accounts and, like, serious stuff like that. That's exactly what I was going to ask y'all. But, I mean, other than that, like, when you're committing to somebody and having those conversations about, like, compromises about, well, I want to move to this state. Would you move with me? Or what's kind of our next steps within our relationship? Then then you're not single. You're not single. Agreed. But when it comes to, like, joint accounts and like serious mm-hmm. stuff and talking about like buying a house together and yeah. getting cars and stuff then you're single until then yeah I so I want to ask like do y'all have joint accounts with y'all significant other or I, would you do it before marriage no at no, the moment no, no. no would no. we do it before marriage possibly only because we are talking about getting a place together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not like not no, our direct deposits go straight to that account. <laughs> Absolutely not. But a, we both put this amount in here every paycheck or every mm-hmm. month because we're looking to buy something together. You right. know, it's not like a. It's literally just a place to keep it. Not a what's yours is. I mean, yeah, not a what's yours is mine. If it's your money, it's my money. If I want to go buy these sneakers today on your check, no, we not. It's not giving that. I have a shared account. But not a shared account with deposits, right. but within like, um, it's very new, but like we share an account where we both have a credit card, but like we both have the amount. So if you spend the whole amount, mm-hmm. I can't spend anything. Right. Um, but I will say that we almost kind of share our finances where oh, it's yeah. like we live together. So it's like we, we pay rent and... Like, oh, I'm going to get the groceries this time. And you're going to do, like, we mm-hmm. definitely combine. But it's not one of those things where it's, like, I'm going to run your account dry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, we, like, legally, that one account that we do share, which is 
new, but I think it depends on the depth of your relationship, yeah. how long you've been together, how serious y'all are, because that is literally like very new to the point where before I was like, Ugh, money is money can be tricky, but it can be. We're trying it. But how do y'all do the lease thing? Like whose name is on the lease? For me. Mm-hmm. So that's right part now, two of this episode. When I grow up on Wednesday, January 29th.